Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about these games going into the first week of finals. Now, what I'm going to do is just go through the lineups. I'm not going to read out the lineups in their entirety. I'm just going to go through the ins and outs, how these sides are looking, and potentially who I think is going to win. Go through my tips for each finals game. Obviously, already done the finals bracket on ESPN tips. If you do ESPN footy tips, uh, make sure you put in your finals bracket because that is a lot of fun. It's a ton of fun. You obviously put in all of your uh, tips for the entirety of finals, including who you think is going to win the grand final. Uh, It's always fun to sort of look back and see how well you did, how many games you got, how far off you were. Uh, It's a really, you know, cool thing to see. But what we're going to be doing in this one is I'm literally just going to be going through the lineups, not going to be reading reading them out in their entirety, reacting to the lineups, and obviously then giving my take on who I think is going to win the game. So the first one's the Broncos v. the Melbourne Storm. Uh, ins for Melbourne. They get back most of their troops. They get back Adam Reynolds, Billy Walters, Ezra Mam, Herbie Farnworth, Kobe Hetherington, uh, Tony Staggs, Kirk Capewell, Paddy Carrigan, Payne Haas, Reese Walsh, Selwyn Cobbo, all their main guys coming back into the team. Now, the interesting one was uh, Corey Oates, who's obviously been dropped into the reserves uh, as, as 18th man, and Jesse Arthurs is actually the one uh, on the wing taking his spot next to Katoni Staggs. Now, there's a ton of reasons for this. There's obviously a lot of talk that Corey Oates could go to Newcastle next year, uh, and obviously that Jesse Arthurs is probably going to take a centre spot, obviously, when Herbie Farnworth goes to the Dolphins. Uh, and obviously, Jesse Arthurs will take his spot there at centre. Uh, so maybe it's blooding him into next year a little bit. Maybe they think that he's a bit more of a strike weapon. I mean, looking at both of the wingers for the Melbourne Storm, Will Warbrick, Xavier Coates, you'd think tactic-wise, you'd probably go for Corey Oates on the wing over Arthurs just due to size. I mean, Will Warbrick and Xavier Coates, they are absolute giants. Selwyn Cobbo's a bit of a giant himself. You'd think you'd go for Corey Oates there just to even out the size advantage. It does mean that Xavier Coates has a bit of a size advantage over Jesse Arthurs. If um, Cameron Munster or Jerome Hughes decide to kick over to uh, Xavier Coates, Jesse Arthurs is going to be under a little bit of strife in terms of the size uh, advantage that Xavier Coates does have and how good he is in the air. Um, But yeah, look, I mean, it's a very interesting game. As I said, both teams with all the troops back. Obviously, Melbourne getting in Cameron Munster, Christian Walsh, Alicia Katoa, Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes, Marion Seve, Nelson Asofa Solomona, Nick Meany, Tom Eisenhuth, Trent Lorio, Tuika Mika Mika. Uh, obviously, getting back Will Warbrick and Xavier Coates as well on the wing. So they've got a pretty new lineup to last week. And that's what I like about this game. Obviously, last week was a different game. They had pretty much reserve grade sides in there. Full strength teams going at it in this one. Now, the interesting thing, we obviously put a post out at the start of the week about uh, Suafar Logo and how well he played. I'd probably have him in my 17 this week, whether it's at center, whether it's on the wing. Probably in this game, looking at the side they currently have, I'd probably drop Marion Seve, nothing against him, but... Uh, Far logo there is an absolute weapon going down the left-hand side. I think he'd be so dangerous at centre. I uh, don't know about his defence in the front line. I haven't seen him in the front line. Obviously, he came on the field at fullback. And obviously, uh, you know, Ryan Pappenhausen, he moved into halfback. 
uh, which is actually really good because it shows a little bit more of Ryan Pappenhausen's versatility as well. Him going into halfback, it means he can come onto more positions on the field in that 14 role. Also good signs for Origin. Anyway, uh, far logo. I would have at least had him at 14. If that means Ryan Pappenhausen starts at fullback, I don't mind that. I really don't. I really don't mind putting Ryan Pappenhausen back at fullback. Yes, he's coming back from a fucking hectic injury. But when you play him for 80 minutes the week before at fullback and in the front line at halfback, you'd think you'd have the confidence to put him back at fullback for 80 minutes. Uh, but obviously, they've got confidence in Nick Meany. Everything he's done this year, rewarding him for his hard work. He has been so good for this team. Uh, Nick Meany, while, you know, obviously... For 405 days, Ryan Pappenhausen has been out injured. Uh, Nick Meany's done a fantastic job, so obviously rewarding him for his hard work there. Uh, interesting thing as well about the Melbourne Storm lineup, they have dropped Justin Olam, uh, obviously from centre, so they're keen to keep him out of the team here. Joe Chan obviously out as well, Jack Howarth. Um, you know, some of the guys you'd think would have maybe earned some bench spots after last week's performance. I mean, Joe Chan, some of the hits he put on, you know, coming out of the line there. I think he got moved into the lock forward role at some point in the game, but he was mainly on an edge. Uh, some of the hits he put on were outstanding. Um, you know, you think he would have earned a bench spot there. I think Tarek Sims has definitely earned his. Uh, and he's in the reserves as well. I mean, he went to the bench spot last, after last week. He was absolutely sensational there starting in the front row and showed his leadership as well, putting on some massive hits, um, you know, running some great lines as well. He was awesome last week. Um, Tarek Sims, you'd think he would have earned a bench spot there, but obviously they're going with the side they had two weeks prior. Yeah, look, I mean, Suofar logo, Justin Olam still out as well. I think he played a bit of a quiet game last week anyway. Uh, so not really doing too much to get back into this team. Um, we'd, we'd love to see Olam back cracking hits like he does, um, but obviously still out of this side. Um, yeah, look, I mean, looking at both of these teams, I really do think that Brisbane can get the win here. I really do. Now, I said this last week, but it was a different game last week. It was a reserve-grade game last week. I really do think that Brisbane can get the win here with Reese Walsh out of the back at fullback, uh, with Ezra Mim and Adam Reynolds back in the halves as well. Just that experience of Adam Reynolds, I think he's going to take them a long way. Payne Haas, a leader back in the front row. I think it is going to be a very tight game. Uh, a very, very tight game, but I think that the Brisbane Broncos will win this one. Uh, moving on to the next one, the Panthers v. the Warriors. Obviously, uh, not too many ins and outs for this one, like the Broncos and Melbourne Storm game, but, uh, you know, some ins coming back into this team. Matthew Eisenhoof, Mitch Kenny, uh, obviously Scott Sorensen comes back in, and Tom Jenkins comes into the reserves. Uh, obviously, Matthew Eisenhoof is on the reserves as well. Uh, interestingly, they haven't gone with Jermaine Salmon as their conservative 14, as they usually do in that number 17 jersey. He's in the reserves, obviously leaving next year as well. You sort of want to prepare for next year in terms of the bench. Tyrone Peachy, he is the 14 for this side. He can come on at hooker. He can come on in the lock forward role. I love him at 14. The way he can just come on and play absolutely anywhere at any stage of this game is what I love. Uh, so Tyron Peachy there, a really good 14. 
Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's pretty much back to full strength now for Penrith. Mitch Kenny coming back into the team. The only big outs they have is obviously Jerome Luai there in the sixth now. And I think that is going to be a big test for them. Going up against the full strength Warriors side as well, I think is going to be a very tough knock. And everyone's going to be like, nah, it's Penrith. They'll get the job done. They'll get the job done 13 plus. I don't think it's going to be that far off. I really do think it is going to be much closer of a game. I mean, you look at the Warriors ins. You've got Adam Fenor, Blake coming back into this team. Chance Clockstar, Clockstar, Dylan Watani's Lesniak, Jackson Ford, uh, Jace Tavaga. You've also got Sean Johnson, Toru Harris, and Wade Egan uh, all coming back into this side. Wade Egan being a big one in the nine. He's been so unlucky with injury. Uh, Tamale Martin remains at the six as well, which is a big call here. Obviously, they don't have much choice with uh, Luke Metcalf. Uh, being out for pretty much the rest of the year with that hamstring injury. I think he doesn't really come back unless they get deep into finals. And even then, I don't think he comes back. Luke Metcalf, that hamstring injury, I think it's pretty gnarly. I think it's keeping him out for a little while. Uh, So Tamale Martin realistically going to get the sixth jersey for the rest of this finals run. Uh, Going into next year, though, it's going to be a real mindfuck for Andrew Webster as to who gets this six. For me right now, it is most likely Luke Metcalf because as soon as Luke Metcalf went into the six, they started playing some really exciting football. Yes, they were winning games already without him there, uh, but as soon as he came in, I just feel like they were playing a much more exciting brand of football. So I do think that Luke Metcalf will get the six going into next year. But looking at this game specifically with all the ins, I still think that the Penrith Panthers win this one. They obviously had a full-strength side going into last week. It's even more full-strength now. Uh, Scott Sorensen is a beast in the back row, going up against Jackson Ford or Marata Neocorde. Uh, obviously, Liam Martin there, a battler in the back row. It's going to be a real test. It's going to be a real test. Adam Fanua Blake v. Moses Liotta. James Fisher-Harris v. Mitch Barnett. Uh, keep in mind, too, I believe this is the first time we've seen the Warriors in finals for a fucking while. Uh, let's look it up. Last time that the Warriors, literally typing it now as I go, were in NRL finals. Let's have a look. Uh, the last time the Warriors played finals was 2018. So they played in 2018, uh, where they were knocked out by the Panthers in a 27-12 to defeat at ANZ Stadium. Warriors number seven, Sean Johnson, leads the NRL in tries, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this was obviously posted this year as well. 2018, so it's not as long as I thought. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, I'm keen to see the Warriors in finals football and it's a new brand of Warriors as well. It's a much newer brand of Warriors and I'm very keen to see, you know, chance to clock start Sean Johnson back in the finals arena. You know, some of these guys, Adam Fanua Blake, Jackson Ford, Marata Neocorde, you know, these guys in this finals arena. I'm so keen to see it. Dylan Watani's a Lesniak as well. So, so keen. Going up against a side that could realistically get a three-peat as well. And it'll be a little bit of a taste test because we could see these sides maybe come up against each other further down the road, potentially. I'm not saying it's 100%, but potentially we could. Um, You know, it's going to be very interesting. I think it's going to be the Panthers. I don't think it's going to be a 13-plus win. I think it's going to be much closer than people think. Um, Going into the next game, obviously, being the Sharkies v. the Roosters. The Sharkies are obviously the favorites at home. Um, some of the ins for this side, Will Kennedy, obviously in the reserves, uh, and you know, obviously Matt Moylan still in the reserves as well in the number 22 jersey. Um, 
you know, not too many ins as far as the starting lineup goes. It is pretty much the exactly uh, exactly the same as last week, so not too much to talk about uh, for the Sharkies. I think it really does need to be a Nico Hines masterclass. Obviously, the last time these two sides played against each other, uh, the Sharkies did get the win at 22-12. to Loved that game too. It was a very, very good game of football. Uh, I expect this one to be the same. I think it's going to be a very, very tight game of football. Again, I think all of these games this week are going to be tight games. I cannot see at all a 13-plus win this weekend. Cannot see it. I think the competition is so close right now. Now that we've you know, really cut it down to the top eight teams, it's going to be fucking close. One to 12 games of football. There will not be a 13-plus win this weekend. I'm telling you now there won't. I'm telling you now they won't. If there's a line, if there's a market for that, I'm putting money on it. I'm putting money on it. They will not be a 13 plus win this weekend. I am telling you that right now. But I mean, looking at the Roosters, we have Dylan Napa back in this team. Uh, obviously, in the reserves here, could potentially come onto the bench. Uh, we'll have to wait and see though. Big in though uh, for the Roosters. Obviously, Tupo looks to be out for the next few weeks with a PCL injury, but. Uh, Joseph Manu coming back into this team in the centers. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to be ruled out from what I'm hearing. He's gone okay at training. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, let's see how he goes. Joseph Manu, it's going to be a big test. Uh, sorry, coming back from injury. Um, going up against the Sharks. Going up against powerhouse centers in Jesse Ramian and CSF Italikai. I think it's going to be a test for the Roosters uh, and for Joseph Manu in particular. Uh, and for Billy Smith, you know, it's going to be a much harder test making line breaks against two really solid defensive centers. It's going to be a real, real test. I'm very keen to see how Billy Smith goes against the Sharks. Uh, for me, I'm going to go the Roosters. I think the Roosters do get the win in this one. Uh, again, very close game. Uh, obviously, the Sharks did win the last one, and that was at Roosters' home, I believe. No, no, it wasn't. Was this a Shark? This was a points bet as well. Is this a points bet? It is. So last time that the Sharkies played at home against the Roosters, they won, uh, which obviously has them in, I guess, a little bit of... Uh, has them a little bit ahead, I guess, um, in this game. Roosters are actually the favorites, I just realized, by four cents. $1.90 to $1.94. Roosters are favorites by four cents. Let's have a look at the record here. 27 to 17 games. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the game before, obviously, the 22-12 win from the Sharkies was 36-16, and that was also at Sharks' home. Uh, Roosters have won five from five games. Sharks have won four from five. I mean, they're in pretty similar stead. I am going to go the Roosters still here. They are the favorites. I actually thought they were the underdogs. That must have only just updated the odds now. But they're only the favorites, the Roosters, by four cents, which is incredible stuff. I'm telling you, these games are going to be close. Roosters are going to win here. I think that, you know, adding this combo back with Manu and Suwali, obviously Billy Smith and Balga is going to be dangerous as well. Uh, you know, Teddy playing some good football at fullback. You know, Sam Walker playing some incredible football at the moment since his return for the past two weeks at least. I think if the Sharks are to win, it is going to be off the back of Nico Hines. It also depends if Will Kennedy comes back into this side. He's in the number 21 jersey. Uh, if he comes back, I think it is going to be a little bit lent towards the Sharks, potentially. I do think the Roosters are going to win this one. I really do. Uh, off the back of Teddy, Sam Walker, Manu coming back into this side. He is looking for a big game. I think he gets one here. 
Uh, the Roosters to win for me. The Roosters to win against the Sharks. And then the Knights v. the Raiders, another elimination game. Some massive ends here for the Newcastle Knights. Dane Gagai finally returns. Jackson Hastings finally returns. You also get back KP, Kurtman, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who could potentially be playing his last game in a Newcastle Knights jersey as he's going to the Super League next year. Leo Thompson comes back. Phoenix Crossland back at nine is going to be silky, silky, silky. He is the new wet hair hot boy. He is the new wet hair hot boy. That's just how it is. Sorry, Nico, for former wet hot boy fame. Uh, Phoenix Crossland is the new wet hair hot boy as far as I'm hearing. At least he's in is ahead, I guess. He's ahead. If it, if it's a competition, Phoenix Crossland first by a smidge. And then maybe Nico Hines. At the moment, it's just how I see it. Tyson Frizzell back in this side as well. Um, yeah, look, I mean, Dane Gagai, big in in the centers, competing up against Jack White and Matt Timoko. Timoko has been outstanding at center over the past few weeks, even in losing games. I feel like he's had a really strong impact. Um, I think that he's going to be formidable. He's going to be hard to stop for Dane Gagai. But I think if there's anyone that can defend Matt Timoko, it is Dane Gagai. And if there's anyone that can beat Matt Timoko, it is Dane Gagai. I think that Dane Gagai is in for a big game. Bradman Best against Jack Whiten as well is going to be interesting. I think that Jack Whiten has been very quiet at center. You know, I'm used to him always having an impact, always having a say on in games uh, at 5'8". I'm not really used to him at center, you know, being very quiet, I guess, on the edge, coming in for his runs, but that's about it, really. Um, I'd love to see him come in and roam a little bit more. Yes, obviously, he's not going to be in the side next year. It's probably why he's out at center, but I'd love to have, if if the Raiders are any chance in finals, if they are any chance here against the Knights, I think I'd love to see White and have a big say in that. I think it's cruel to sort of leave him on the edge and not let him have much of an impact on, you know, the Raiders' finals hopes as it is. Um but yeah, look, I mean, some big ins for both sides. You know, obviously, James Schiller comes in on the wing. Big call. Sebastian Chris out, obviously, with suspension. James Schiller is the one that comes in over Albert Hopawade, uh, who's obviously the 19th man. Um, I hope that James Schiller goes well. I really do. I think him and uh, Jack Whiten's going to be a bit of a dangerous sort of duo there going up against, obviously, Bradman Best and Greg Marsu. Uh The backline duos are insane. I'm very keen to see how they go. Uh, Nick Kotrick and his defense has been great over the past week or so. He's been good there. Uh, Matt Frawley, a big test for him in finals as well. I believe he's going to the Super League, which could be huge for Raiders because if he does go to the Super League, they don't really have too many choices on who is going to be playing 5-8 next year unless they make a massive call and go for Ethan Strange, who obviously Guru reckons he's a 5-8. You know, they don't really have too many options for the 5-8 jersey next year, obviously with Whiten going to South. And if Matt Frawley does end up going to the Super League, they don't have too many choices. Uh, but you know, let's, let's focus on this game, this game right now. I think the Newcastle Knights win. I do. I think the Newcastle Knights win. They're playing dominant football. They've won a shit ton of games in a row. I think it's nine games in a row now. I think the Knights win. Ten straight games. We haven't seen that in a while from Newcastle. Uh, I actually looked up the last time that the Newcastle Knights have won ten straight. Last time, Knights have won. Literally looking it up on Google. Ten straight. Let's have a look. Uh... The Newcastle Lights have won seven games in a row for the first time since 2001. So imagine how long it's been since they've won 10 in a row. Uh, obviously, and that was the year when the club won their last premiership uh, and obviously with Andrew Johns. So that is fucking crazy, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. So for Newcastle to win 10 in a row, that's 
even more insane. I've got Newcastle to win, though. They are the favourites here at $1.20 in a big way, too, with the Raiders at $4.60. I think the Knights do win. So Broncos, Panthers, Roosters, and Knights. Um, let me get that post up that I made, obviously, too, and then I'll tell you how the rest of finals should or could go. And we'll obviously do one of these each week as well. Since there's not too many games, there's a little bit of extra content for you. And I guess we get to keep track with my predictions for finals. So uh, let's say that the Broncos, the Knights, the Roosters and the Panthers win. So obviously the Broncos will get a week off. uh, And so with the Panthers... Then, obviously, the Knights will go on to verse the Melbourne Storm uh, and the Roosters will go on to verse the Warriors. So that will be a very interesting week, finals week two. If this round goes how we think it is going to go, it will also mean that the Raiders and the Sharks will be knocked out in the first week of finals too. So um, very interesting stuff. Can't wait to see how finals goes. It is going to be a really close final series, in my opinion. There won't be much separating each teams like the points suggest on the NRL app either.